Today is one of those interviews that you just know has the power to change someone's life. Um, I'm very honored that Coach Darlene Santori would come on my podcast with me and have this discussion because a few things that we don't talk about, but that if you dug in and really learned about Coach Dar, is that she is she's everywhere. She's done from from leading people on her involvement in, on like record labels to being the chief performance officer of a fast growing jewelry company. I mean, I could go on her website and I could just read word for word from there and tell you about her experience as a board certified occupational therapist. We talk about that in the episode a little bit. Um, a healthcare executive, the CEO of a record label, um, helping athletes, high performance athletes, mentoring global leaders. Like this woman is phenomenal. And she took some time to just sit with me today. Um, I've connected with her um, on this on just this online platform over the years on Instagram and just sharing messages with each other, cheering each other on. Like, you know, I, I kind of watched as she went through, you know, losing her mom and now some of her own health battles that she went through with some strokes. We also talk about that a little bit. But I've just really grown to love Coach Dar from a distance, not having ever met her, not having, you know, had real direct association with. And so today was a really um, amazing experience to just, at least it was screen to screen, but, you know, face to face over a Zoom meeting and have this conversation and be able to really tap into just very little of her knowledge, but you can feel it the power and the influence and the love that she has for the work she does and the people she serves. It was truly an honor. And, uh, it was, I'm, I'm very, there was, there was part of me, this selfish part of me that was like, I just want to keep that conversation for myself. Like, I just want to hold on to this one for me. Uh, cause it was powerful. It was amazing. But of course I would never do that. You guys, because we're here to create value inside of you. And I got to tell you, uh, I think we made a pretty good. I think we made a pretty good team during this discussion, and I really think there's some powerful, powerful messages that you guys are going to take away from this one. So, enough of me. Let's just get into the episode with Coach Dar, and get your notepad and your pen ready, and listen to this one a few times, and really take out some of those powerful takeaways, and then. Share this episode on your stories um, on Instagram or wherever you, you know, platform you are and tag both of us on there. And I'll put her handle and her contact information and all the ways you can connect with her in the show notes. But tag us both on your stories and tell us, you know, what did you take away from this? What was one or two or three things you're taking away from the episode? And how are you going to apply them in your lives? Because it's not just about gathering the knowledge, but it's about turning it into action in our lives, one step at a time, one little thing at a time, and um, enjoy the brilliant and amazing Coach Dar. Welcome back to another episode of the Greatest Day Podcast. I don't do these uh, guest spots much anymore. I'm really just, I go on other people's podcasts um, lately. I haven't had anybody on mine, so I'm really excited and honestly, like, honored that Darlene Santori, is that how you say your last name? Mm-hmm. Coach Dar is really what people know her by, um, is on the episode today with me. So say hi and then just introduce yourself a little. 
Hey, well, Craig, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to be on. We share so much of our passions about helping people in the same space. So I'm grateful. And hi to everyone listening in. It's an honor. And yes, most I'm Darlene Santore. It'd be Santore in Italy. So thank you for pronouncing it. <laughs> but you know what? No one even knows my name. It's Coach Dar. It's true. So. You're like those you're like those famous uh, Brazilian soccer stars. They just have one name. It's like, it's just Dar. Yeah. yeah. Dar, people are like, oh, we got it. We know. We know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so just imagine it's me and you, whoever's listening, and we're sitting in the living room. We're going to have an awesome conversation. Yeah, totally. So by training, what, like, people always ask me, right? Like, what do you do? Yeah. Who are you? And so uh, I hate the question, but now I got to ask it back. But by training, like what do you do? Like, what's that story about? My training is I'm an occupational therapist by background. I started out in neuro. My background is in neurology and neuropsychology in the brain. And so I started out taking care of traumatic brain injured patients and helping them go from coma back to new normal to overcome the extreme odds. Mm -hmm. And it was the whole, every day was the mental game. Every single day, the physical game for sure. But let me tell you, you don't get the physical game going unless you get the mental game going. So cognitively and physically helping people consistently never had an idea that that would lead me to where I am today. But then I went back to school for business. And the long story short is I was so passionate by 2008 after running a few companies and having obviously worked in healthcare and taking care of lots of lots of patients that I was like, I'm going to go start my own practice, pure passion in 2008 to reach people mixing science, psychology, and leadership development. And I created my own niche and practice helping people break barriers so they could achieve their greatness and believe in themselves again and step back up and rise up to do what they've been called to do. This is, <clears throat> I just fell even more in love with you. I, and I don't know if you know this about me, but I worked at the University of Utah Hospital for five years on the neuro floor <laughs> as the social director. Yep. As the social worker. <clears throat> so I'm inside with the occupational therapist. I'm in there with the neurologist, the neuropsych team, the, all, all these guys. Oh right yeah. There. Yeah. So I'm in there <clears throat> and it's seizure disorders and it's, it's strokes and it's brain tra like trauma, spine injuries. And I'm that guy in there. I'm the mentality, the mindset guy in there. I'm the dar, the, you know, of the yeah. social side. This is awesome. I didn't know that about you. So this is yeah. really cool. So I have a real love for that side of even the healthcare side too, because you want to see, and I think a lot of us will relate with this, but we, we all reach that kind of broken down part in life. You want to really get there, like lose your health, lose your yeah. health and your ability to say, move my right arm and not be able to move your right arm. Like take three steps. And like, people are celebrating literally a step is the biggest accomplishment they've ever seen in their lives. And we celebrated on this side, right? Like as the healthcare worker or the therapist or, but inside, because we got to, and I'm sure you did too, but have these conversations with these patients, it's demoralizing. Like that would oh. feel good. Like that felt embarrassing. That felt, anyway, can you speak to any more of that? Just when you saw this with patients and. Well, I want to speak to anyone listening that let this be inspiration for you in a lot of ways, because on the day to day, you're not having to fight to take an extra step. And on the day to day, you're not having to fight to speak the words that you need to, that you can't remember things, that you can't feed yourself. 
these were our patients that we took care of. And now we're outside the hospital walls and we're, we're helping you overcome these extreme odds in your own way. So I want to tell you that you already have a head heads up. You already have an advantage in a sense, because if you're listening today and you're healthy and you could walk and you could feed yourself and you could remember and you could do the day-to-day things really well, I promise you, you got this. Now we just have to shift your mental game to get confidence to say, okay, what's next? And when you understand this and you shift perspective, man, this is where you start to get power. And this is where you start to go like, let's go. What was I thinking? I thought that was holding me back. No. So you have to just reframe and shift perspective and you'll be able to show up better each day. Yeah. If you're like, and I would imagine a lot of people are on their daily walk, listening to this, or you're on a bike at the gym or the treadmill, like you already are so much further ahead and advantage than the next person. And, you're winning. And, yeah. You're, what do you say? You're winning. You're winning. Like big time. You're winning. That's awesome. That's so cool. And you're in Arizona, right? Are you in Arizona? Arizona? Yes. Yes. Yep. Scottsdale, Arizona. Yeah. And I did my master's at ASU. Oh, in, in social work. I'm telling you, this is why I connected with you from like day one. I'm like, all right, I did my time in the desert. Like, and I'm from Utah anyway, but yeah, we're kind of a mix, but that was a different, that was a different heat. That was something else. But um, I really wish our paths would have crossed when I was there, but I wasn't even in that mindset back then. I was a college kid, but <laughs> So talking about, I think of, when I think of, of Dar, this is what I think about mindset, mental strength, leadership, um, perseverance, resilience, all these things. But the thing that I can't even remember how long I've been like following you online and all that stuff, but Mm -hmm. I remember, I remember a picture of a dog with some boxing gloves on. And it was like, when life hands you like kind of throws you off course, you just, you just, what is, how does it go the rest of it? Do you remember what I'm talking about? I don't, I know the picture, but I don't remember what I put. Oh my gosh, what did it say? Oh, it, it basically was just like, okay, like, here we go again. Like you just right. look at that and go forward. But I was like, I really like that. And then I started following you. Mm-hmm. And then I just, anyway, now you've got me, even people listening to this podcast, my, my picture of the podcast is me with my hand out, with my big heart on my forward. Yes. The global yes. Pay it forward awesome. day. And you're the U S ambassador for global pay it forward. Yes. Tell like briefly, just tell us about what, like what this is about. Cause I think people need to get on this board yeah. way more than they are. Well, it's purely volunteer. And if you've ever seen the movie pay it forward or read the book, that's how it started back 12 years ago. And this gentleman out in Australia, Blake Beatty said, Gosh, he, he had saw the movie, read the book, and he's like, what if I, in this movie, by the way, a little boy was asked in sixth grade, what, if, what could you do to help the world? And he said, what if I helped three people that couldn't help themselves, and then they helped three people who helped three people? What if we started a ripple effect for good? Mm-hmm. So Blake Beatty started this in Australia, just trying to make Australia a kinder, nicer place. It blew up, and now 12 years later, we have 87 different countries that unite on April 28th. I unite. I oversee the United States to the uh, global countries and it's purely volunteer. I ask people every year. It's a day that's just a random day. But the point is, we're trying to teach people that this shouldn't be just a hallmark day. It should be a lifestyle. And we do acts of kindness around the world, which create like a ripple effect that goes on for days and days and months and months. And why you know about pay it forward and why all these spinoffs of pay it forward. Amazing 
organizations have come up is all because someone chose to try to see if we could make this work. And it's like a kindness bomb got, you know, dropped and people go every time an act of kindness is done by a stranger, people start to believe humanity is good again. So I want you to be a part of our kindness army and join me, follow along on social at the coach star. And you go to, you go to payitforwardday.com, globalpayitforwardday.com. And you could learn more about there. You could go on coachstar.com and I have information, but all to say, this is volunteer. And even if you never even followed on that day, the point is, is get up every day looking to see how you could help someone else because you, we, the world is hurting and what's going to help is love and kindness. I mean, I, I you can't see, but I have a t-shirt. Kindness is free is on. <laughs> and oh, so I, I live this. I mean, if, if people would just shift to being kind and not mean and not hateful and not divisive, what, imagine what the world would be like. So there it is in a nutshell, be a part of it, but more so make this a lifestyle, make this a lifestyle that when people meet you, they leave better than they came. I love that. Yeah. Live it. And I wrote down kindness bomb. That's going to be like, I think, I think the next shirt is kindness bomb. We just, yes, we need to have one of those, but I love it. I was talking with somebody yesterday and it was like, you know, what if, what if, all this religious stuff and we're in Utah, there's all sorts of stuff going on here, but um, it's probably everywhere in the world. It has been forever. It was like, what if really God, the, the whole thing was just, remember that like first two commandments I gave you, like is all about love. That's all it's yeah. about. That's all Seriously. you're going to do. The end. Yeah. Don't confuse <laughs> it with all the other books and all these other like philosophy, like love. Love. That's it. The end period. Love. So, when people feel you, let them just feel love. And that speaks to every religion, every race, every gender, every opportunity. Love transcends. Yeah. I, so we could end there. We'll just be done with that. People just love. <laughs> but we're not because I got you here. So now we're going to go into some other stuff. But um, so when you're working with people and companies and um, you work a lot with athletes, um, what's the probably not professional athletes are tuning in to listening to this, at least my following, maybe you'll send your people over here and they'll hear this, but to the just everyday person, what are some things that we can really get back to like the basics and start shifting? Like we said before, like taking that step in a direction that's really going to make a difference. Like we got all these books, we got all these, like do these five steps and do these three things. And like, but really what is like you have found in your work? What is, literally just the steps, like what can we begin to do? I think, you know, often when I just start with someone, I just, I want to know them. I want to lean in. I want to get to know them. And so what I say for you is get to know yourself. Don't let the world try to define who you need to be. You be who you were created to be. That is the truest sense of joy you could ever imagine. And when I say be you and who you're created, Obviously, I'm saying be the best version of you, not just take it. This is who I am and just deal with it. No, be your best version. But in saying that, I really want you to think about what are the gifts that you've been given? You have a gift that no one else has. You, The way you communicate, the way you love, the way you were able to solve a problem, the way you could be a visionary, the way that you're able to use your hands to fix things, the way that you're able to teach something. Listen, there is a gift that everyone has inside them. So what I want you to do is really take inventory of that 
and say, where does my gift meet the world's needs? And when I mean world's needs, I don't mean you have to go global. I mean, right in front of you, the world that when you step out your door or you get on your screen, who is your audience? Who is your community? Who are the people around you? And by the way, even taking work out of this, the, just the people around you, where could you keep bringing your gift to meet their needs? You will always have purpose. Always, every day, end of story, you will have purpose. Stop looking for purpose in places that don't meet your gifts and needs. Look in them and where you've been created. The example I say for that is I got an award from the WNBA and I was so grateful for getting this award. Now, I couldn't turn around and say, oh, well, my dream is to be in the WNBA. I'm 5'2". It's not realistic. It's not in my giftedness, okay? So it's called having reality around this. So instead of, look at this, instead of going to try to play in the WNBA, I'm able to be a part of the WNBA by using my gift of teaching and knowledge and mindset and helping people build that resilient mindset and step into their greatness. And I could coach and I could teach and I could do the work I do with the gifts I have that, that I have, not that I wish I have, right. I could wish all day to be seven, foot. I can't be end of story. You know, I worked in the music business, helping music artists. If I turned around and said, well, I want to, I want to have my own album and sing. No one would listen. I'm tone deaf. I legitimately can't carry a tune. So why would I do that? But how did I help them? I helped them through helping them be the confident, best version of themselves. So you could see, you could bring your gifts to where the world's needs are, and you will always show up confident. You will always align. You will find joy. And guess what? You will be able to run the race without losing steam because it then does not become work. You don't get tired. I literally don't get tired from doing the work that I do because it is not work. It is my purpose. It is my mission. I truly tell people, this has been the greatest mission I could ever have been asked to do. So if God gave me this day in life, then I'm going to show up and do what I can. So I really think that's the core of helping people just whether you're in a career, whether you're figuring out whether you want to transition to the career, whether you hit rock bottom and have to get back up, whatever it is, use this theory, use this methodology of taking your gifts, identifying them, ask people around you, hey, what do you think I'm good at? Do an inventory, write a list and then say, who could utilize these gifts and go after it? Don't have any fear about going after that because someone's going to need your help. We're in a world where we all need everyone's help. That's what makes the world so great. We're united by people with all these amazing strengths and your strength is going to fill in someone else's weakness. And that's how we create unity. That's, I think that's where you start. That's beautiful. So getting to know ourselves and really taking time to like sit within ourselves and, and ask some of these questions that you just, people just need to rewind and listen to all that again, because when we sit with ourselves, we ask these questions, we get curious about ourselves. These things start to, I think they'll be shown to us. I say, God, you can say whatever you want, whoever's listening, whatever that means to you. But I think for me, God shows that he's like, okay, I'm asking the questions. And he's like, okay, I, like, I got you. Like I got you. sit in some silence and I'll show you these strengths that I put inside of you. And now we're going to go put them to use. Um, you, you put a post up that speaks to this and it said, do more. I don't know if this is exactly what it said, but do more of what you already know and do it well. Don't go try to do all these other things, but that's what you're talking about is like, absolutely build within this strength that you already have and quit trying to go be the next this or the next that or your neighbor. Or I know they don't, 
Like stop, like you right. have power and strength inside of you, like just step into it a little more. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I even the, here in Phoenix, we have Devin Booker. He's an amazing human being and he's so talented and he's such an awesome human. And he gets compared to Kobe Bryant all the time, which is such an honor. I mean, it really is. But at the end of the day, he's not trying to be Kobe. He's trying to be Devin Booker, who he's been created to be. And he gets to show up without any of the pressure when he just gets to be him, which by the way, is an epic version of a human. Mm. But I mean, but what, what if even on that level, people are always trying to compare someone to someone. Now it's, it's beautiful to be given that chance to say, Hey, you remind me of so-and-so with your work ethic and how you show up and all of that. That is fantastic. But we are not meant to say, we've got to compare everyone. They've got to be someone else. This is who they need to be like, no, you go be you, you go be the best version of you. And that's how you have confidence and you can run the race for a long time. Yeah. You know, I think my, my impact and my reach online and even just the work I do with clients in my office or virtually really started to take off when I got that. Yeah. When I was like, okay, I need to stop trying to be like, there's some big therapist, um, mental health therapist online. And I was like, okay, so I got to do some of that. And I've got to speak this way. And even when I started the field, I was like, okay, ask the things that therapists ask their clients. It felt so fake to me. And even just in the last maybe three years or so, I've stepped more into like, no, I got this voice that isn't for everyone, but it is for a lot of people. And those people will hear it when I'm more me. Yeah. So I love that. I love that. And yeah. my little eight-year-old, he, uh, he is my little, my little sign off is like, make today the greatest day of your life. That's my thing. Right. Yes. I want to help people live each day more fully. His is be you. And, mm-hmm. and it's that he's like, you don't, there's nobody else like you just be you. And you're saying all the same stuff. So I love it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. He's a gift. He's a, he's an amazing. So when you, when you're with people, this kind of stuck place, like, I think that's a lot of things that we do as, you know, mental health coaches or therapists or whatever you call them these days, helping people, right. These helpers, when we approach people getting stuck, what's, what is that thing that you usually see people getting stuck on? We talked about what you can do to get unstuck. That's getting to know you. But what is that thing getting people stuck? People are getting stuck because they started doubting themselves. They started believing all the chatter that's going on that made them doubt themselves. So, okay, you lost your job and now you're like, I'm no good because I lost my job. And so I'm stuck and I don't feel worthy and I, I don't even feel good enough. So they're stuck because they started believing they made the circumstance their reality oh, yeah. and your circumstance is not your reality. Remember that it is not, you are still you, the circumstance will change, but who you are and the gifts you have, that's not changing. So remember this always, yeah. you are the greatest version of you and your circumstance is not your reality. Remember a bad day does not mean a bad year does not mean a bad life. Like it's just a bad day. So don't catastrophize everything. And when you understand this, you will show up better. So people get stuck because they're believing all the negative chatter. They're believing this negative hype and then it's taking them down. Shut it out, reframe it, shift your perspective and then understand, like I said at the beginning, you have a gift that you've been given, go use it. Remember that, pull that back up. Like it's Rocky Balboa here. It's like, get back in the mental gym, 
build yourself up, do the reps you need and get back out doing what you've been created to do. So it doesn't matter if you lost your job. It doesn't matter if you've a relationship was changed. It doesn't matter if you had a health battle. It doesn't matter the circumstance you tell me. If you get another good day, you get another chance to fight to get back up. And the you, you didn't lose you. We have lost a lot through this past two years. Things have been taken away in, in a sense. But what can't be taken away is our gifts. And what can't be taken away is our knowledge. And what can't be taken away is our heart. And you don't have to give your mind away either. So work on this every day and remember that because that's how you're going to get back up. Those things are not taken away from you. You still have control. So use them and create the world that you want by the gifts that you have. <laughs> you are on fire. This is, I need more, I need more dar in my life, even more than I have now. This is so good. This is so good. You know, I just, I'm so, this is what I'm grateful for these opportunities because it's the heart. It's literally my heart, you know. Oh, I feel when it. You've known yeah. pain, when you, I have, listen, I've gone through three strokes. I've gone through loss. I've gone through helping people through the most extreme odds. I've, I've had the greatest of jobs and I've walked away from things and I've started over because of passion and because what I know purpose is. Like, I'm telling you, anyone listening, I've experienced a lot of things you experienced. It's just why I could be here talking and sharing and giving this to you. And none of us know when our runways end. And I really don't know after three strokes. So I, I choose life every day and I'm going to give everything I have because if it ends tomorrow, I want to know that I gave everything before I go. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much my vote is going to matter, but uh, I, I feel it. I think you are giving your all. I can feel it through, through the screen now, but I love that you went to your the personal side because you hear this or maybe you don't but a lot of it is so common for people to say uh, okay I get it like coach I'm with you I hear what you're saying but you're also at this level like you yeah. also coach like these high-end athletes and you're on this level and you're WNBA award and blah blah all this stuff right so you really don't quite get it but you do and that's what you just okay. spoke the three strokes the all the other stuff you're not even saying like, like we we're all in it. And so I love that. That's why people listening can do take their current reality and turn it into something. Totally. Yes. If somebody's waiting for the connection, just like you're doing right now. Some, a new person just connected with you when you said all that stuff about your person. Yeah. yeah. New. And maybe they needed to hear that. That's why you said it. I don't know, but that's yeah. why they're listening. Their story can also become somebody's connection. So you got to just get out there and do yeah. this. None of us are void of adversity. You know, I grew up with a mom. My mom was a barber. My dad was a tool and die maker. We didn't have a lot. They struggled over even being able to get food for groceries. I mean, we, they still, my, my mom passed away two years ago, which was one of the hardest losses, but you know, the greatest of joys to have a experienced a mom like her. And I know not everyone has the chance to have that kind of love. So I'm grateful, but I'd say that she went through 10 heart surgeries. She had massive challenges in her health from the age of 40, all the way till she passed at 72. I watched a woman go through such adversity and get back up every day to go be a barber, to help someone who sat in her chair, not because she gave the best fade or cup, but because she touched people's lives. I say this because I saw it. I experienced it. I went through my own challenges. We had little, then we community came around us and we grew. And then we remembered as we started growing that we would never forget and keep touching people's lives. And by no means do we have a lot, 
but you know, we have enough that we have or more than most people in the world have as far as a home and a bed and food and shelter. And I know that seems so simple, but I don't take it for granted at all. And so, no, and I've helped people through adversity. So when people say, well, you're at a certain level now, well, I came from a level that I needed someone to motivate me to keep going so that I could be at this level. And the levels are only because we, you don't stop. You didn't give up. So you can get to any level you want, by the way, just like the pros get to the pros. I coach in the pros and I'm with the pros, but anyone who's in this level, whether wherever it is, are because we didn't give up. We kept getting up and keep going. Not because someone is more special than someone else. It's literally the grit and the resiliency. Yes, you, people have certain talents. But let me tell you, talent isn't going to be the only thing that gets you there. It's not. You can't just ride on talent. You've got to be able to ride on building grit and resiliency and perseverance and wanting to keep getting better and not being in a fixed mindset, but staying in a growth mindset. And if you will do these things and you will humble yourself every day to be better and to learn, man, you will get to any level you want. There's nothing stopping you. Yeah, all those, the Kobe's and the Bookers and the, all the pros, right? They picked up a basketball for the very first time at whatever age. Like there always had to be a first time. Like this is the first time I've touched a basketball. That happened sometime. I don't know if it was a year, if it was five years old, if it was 10, right? Like even I love so much about what Kobe's written about and talked about. Like he was terrible as a teenager. He was terrible. And then he put the reps in and it, within a year or two, he was dominant, but it's the reps. It's, it's starting wherever you're at. It's not giving up. It's knowing failures about all of this stuff. Like I'm going to keep missing shots and I'm going to keep perfecting my, my art. And I know we're talking about sports, whatever. This is anything. This is your parenting. This is your marriage. This is all the stuff uh, in your life. This is just about becoming better. So all of that, I love it. So we're going to, we're not going to stay much longer, but I got a couple of thoughts. I Drop my kids off to school today. And I said, guess what? I get to talk with the mental strength coach of the Phoenix Suns. <clears throat> do you do that? Is that you're still in that role? Are you I ever that? I'm not traveling with them anymore, but I still oh. coach. In fact, I coach individual players now. Oh, perfect. So, but I did. I travel with them in many years. Cool. Yeah. Um, so they were impressed. And I said, what, what should I ask? So one son is eight miles. And he's like, just tell her to go file, follow Miles the Motivator, which is really funny. He has a little Instagram page. That's that horrible. I'm like, okay, great. Next. And then my 11-year-old, who's a diehard basketball player and fan, he said, one of the things we always start with it before games, before practice, after games, this is my only focus. And this is a very growth mindset thing. But I say, I don't care how many points you scored. I don't care about, I don't even care how many turnovers you had. Were you the hardest worker on the floor? And he knows that. I'm like, what's the goal today? He's like, be the hardest worker on the floor. Awesome. And he's a short kid too. And he's got to move up some teams because of that. Like, oh, we need him. He's working. Okay. That was a long-winded way of me saying, who's the hardest physical and mental worker athlete that you've witnessed or worked with before? <laughs> I know you want to be biased and say Booker. I get it. I don't, no, I'm just kidding. He's amazing, by the way. Us jazz fans aren't. We're not too thrilled when he's on fire, but. I mean, he by far is definitely an extremely hard worker, epic mindset. So good. Chris you can see Paul. it in his eyes, by the way. I can. I love watching athletes 
their their body language. He he has a look, and I hate when I'm telling you when we're playing him. I'm a Jazz fan. I'm not excited about that look. Chris Paul gets that look too. Ugh. Anyway, I love it in athletes, but yeah, so, I mean they do. They have it there. I I honestly I don't think I could pick any one because they're they honestly are such hard workers. Obviously, I'm going to default to, you know, the people that I really care about, but I'm going to take myself out of it. And this, and I'm going to look, I just want, I'm going to say another team and I'm going to say Milwaukee Bucks. And when you look at um, Giannis and he had said, I'm going to be the best. And he said it a couple of years ago, and I'm going to do everything I can mentally and physically. And he's always humbling himself and he's always learning and he's even having fun. Like he stays I want to say goofy, almost a sense. And he doesn't take it so serious. He takes the work ethic serious, but he doesn't take himself so serious that he can't have fun. But he proved that why he got MVP. And he said, I'm going to do this. And he put his mind to it. And he worked every single day and so hard. He exemplified that. And he was a great example and a great role model on how he shows up. So I could state the obvious, obviously, here in Phoenix Suns, but to show non-bias, I really want to say, like, he stands for a great role model in his work ethic. Yeah, so and, much and of it. I love that. Yeah. the And again, you get the results, so it might be easy to say, well, yeah, those are the people with the results, but they're getting results because they're doing the work. Oh, um, yeah. So I heard a couple things, and I think people really need to, to channel a, a couple things that if they missed it. So it's not just about identifying where you want to be, like, what's that target? I'm going to be the best. Whatever your target is, call it out, right? I'm going to have an amazing marriage. I'm good, whatever. Then, and I have this hope model that I talk about, right? So hope being H is honesty. So where am I at and where do I want to get to? O is your options and opportunities. So mm -hmm. what do I have in front of me that I can use to then get better? Mm -hmm. What can I do? What are my options? What do I, where can I take advantage here? P is the planning and preparation. Mm. So then you better get in and really do some of this planning and preparation. And E is execution. What's not in there is what you just said is fun. And I think Giannis is getting a very, I think he's teaching and I love being able to see him do this because he's teaching that it is hard work. It is the mental game. It is the physical side, but you better be laughing and having fun while yeah. you're doing it. Yeah. Otherwise, what are you doing? And I love, yeah. I am happy to, and my kid wears his shoes. I'm happy to have the jersey on his back and the shoes. For that reason, I'm with you, coach. Like I, I hear those things, but I see it too. And I'm like, that guy gets it. So there's got to be a balance of all these things. So I'm glad you said him. I love that. One of the things I remember Giannis in an interview is he, when he learned about Oreos, he had never had Oreos before. And he's in a post-game interview. And all of a sudden he starts bringing up about Oreos and how he, but he, he'd eat Oreos and he loved them. And then he found out you could dip Oreos in milk. Right. And he's like, what is this? And now he has it every day, but it's adorable, but there's yeah. just this innocence, but let this be a lesson. We all should have a, this innocence in us that is open to opportunities, to new ways, to new music, to new ways to communicate with each other, to new experiences. Don't just stay in your bubble, get out and have an innocence like child, like children do and experience things with that innocence. And it'll keep you youthful and it'll keep you young and it'll keep you humble 
and enjoying life rather than getting so rigid that when you get rigid mentally, physically, and spiritually, you break. You want to stay flexible like the palm tree. And Wayne Dyer said that. When you look at a palm tree, it could sustain winds of 150 miles an hour, bend down and come back up and it stays agile and it doesn't break. But a birch tree is rigid. And so we relate that in a storm mentally, physically, and spiritually. When we get so rigid in our ways that we, when a storm comes, we will break whatever that storm is. But when you stay agile, you get to bend and come back up after the storm. Mm, I love that. Can I add a piece to that? Sure. You're like, it's your podcast. Do whatever you want. The tree, I learned about trees going through adversity and wind, high winds, and they start to change at a cellular level, like on the inside. So trees here in Utah, we got all these mountain ranges and a little study trees far away from the mountains where the wind would come over the top and hit the trees. The ones far east or whatever, away from the mountains, they would, they'd cut them, the study and look at them. And then they did the same for the trees going through the heavy winds and the storms and the trees going through the winds, the adversity, the, the storms actually started to change at a cellular level to get stronger for what they knew they'd be going through. Wow. That's amazing. I'm going to send you this so you can read more about it. It's really cool though. It's like, not only do we need them and we better be flexible as this palm tree, but as it's happening, know that you are being strengthened at your core. Like you are, you're building up for the next one to, to be able to get through it. So, um, yeah, God's got a purpose for your pain. He's got, he's got a, He's got a path for you. And you, it's these, these tests, I don't know that they necessarily come from him, but the strength does. And so we let don't them. run from the adversity. Yeah, don't run from them. Step into them. Okay. Let's wrap up. But I got this one last thing. I swear it's my last one. I'm not calling you out. I'm calling you up. This is a Monty Williams thing. And probably like, I don't know if I ever had a tattoo, this would probably be it. I won't ever have one, but talk about this, just how you see it, how Ooh. we can apply it. Like, what is this? This, I mean, first of all, I can't say enough about one of the most amazing humans, Monty Williams. I mean, if you just watch, we need, you, we all need to be the leaders we wished we had. Well, Monty's the leader that we're so glad we have. He is an incredible human being. And one of the lines he said during the NBA finals was, I'm not calling you out, I'm calling you up. And this is something that when you really want to be great in your life, you are going to be open to be called up to be the best version of yourself, to make the shifts that you need to, to really look inward and say, what do I need to adjust so I can keep rising up? And what do I need to let go of mentally that's holding me back? Influence, sphere of people that are around you, um, and the vices that are around you. What are the things that you really need to take a look at where if someone's calling you out, you think it's calling you out, you have to look at them and say, no, they love me, they're calling me up. They're calling me up to be a better version because they believe in me. And that's the thing. And Monty said, player one to player 15, anyone could call anyone up, that we're in a place that everyone could call each other up because we love each other and we're going to make each other better. So I want you to really look in your life and I want you to put a circle of people around you that are going to love you so much that they're going to call you up. They're going to help make you a better version of you. And that when you hear it, you receive it and you're like, that's right. Like, yeah, I could get better at that or let me work on that or 
thank you so much for loving me that you'd call me up because you see me at a place that I couldn't even see myself. Honor that. Create people around you like that. And if you don't have people around you like that and they want to keep holding you down, you've got to release that weight. It is not about being pretentious. It's about understanding that if you want to circle, that you want to rise, you have to make sure that it's people that are going to rise with you and call you out, call you up to rise up. So good. Love sounds different in so many ways. Um, and calling you out is not, no. it, it is very loving. It's, it's a calling up. I love that. It's a calling up. Calling you out is like berating you, you know, just coming down on you and just harping on you. And, and mm -hmm. honestly, just using narcissistic mentalities and tendencies to just for show calling you up is a servant leader who loves you mm -hmm. and says, I want to be around you and I love you and I see where you could go. And I want you to be there. And let's go. Let's do this together. Yeah. Love that. That's a beautiful place to end. If people can or want to or or want more of you in their life, like coaching or just following, yeah. tell us all the places. You can go to coachdar.com and that has all the social media channels. You can find me on Instagram at, at the coachdar. So at T-H-E and then coachdar. There's a masterclass on my website on coachdar.com you could do. Uh, social media is where you'll see me a lot, but I also started a show on Fireside Chat. It's an app. It's not on Android. It's only on Apple. But Fireside Chat, Mark Cuban had started this platform, and I have a show every day at 10 a.m., and I go live every day. Awakening Greatness is the name of my show, and you get a daily dose of DAR, five minutes, daily dose of DAR to start your day Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time here in Arizona. So if you download Fireside Chat, you can not only listen to me, but there's a bunch of other amazing humans that are sharing from comedy to film to motivation to at one of the greatest FBI new hostage negotiations is Chris Voss. He has a show on there too. Yeah. So just good content that you could, and once you download the app, you literally could play it to listen to the replay any day and just get your daily dose of DAR on there. Yeah, we all need more daily dose of dar. This is awesome. Thank you but so you much. On Instagram too, and follow at the Coach Dar because then you could get some content and you could find more information there. Yeah, great, great. Instagram is such a great spot. I think um, you have wonderful content there, and I'm always grateful for it because that's where I found you. So I love it. Thank you. Grateful yeah, well, that. Thank you so much. Um, an honor, really. And I think people need to replay this over and over. There's so many things in there. Um, my page is full of notes already, but I'm just going to listen back to it. I appreciate you. I, I love you. Like I'm, I, I feel you in my life and I appreciate it. And I feel you and I'm grateful for you, Craig. Thank you. Okay. We'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the greatest day podcast. Hopefully the information given today will help each of you as you continue to improve your life, stay present and make each day better than the last. As always, please take a minute and share this episode or this podcast with someone that you think would benefit and hit that subscribe button, leave a review, and let's continue to spread the greatest day mindset to as many people as we can. I appreciate each of you once again. We'll see you on the next episode. And as always, make today the greatest day of your life.